0: The All Star break. It's done. It's over with. Leaf's back at practice today with the MVP on the other pad, by the way, with the other All Stars. A little weird, but we're back in your ear with the Leaf's Weekender. What's happening? Clark Monroe and Dylan Fournier riding with me tonight. Boys, how's it going?
1: She's going. How are you? She's going. (laughs) going? Just just sounds awesome over there, Dale.
2: Oh, yeah. She's going. (laughs)
0: Yeah, real, uh, real, real,
2: real, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not looking forward to the week ahead, but uh, I might be popping in on Wednesday f-
0: for uh, all the listeners uh, here. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Yes, I can't speak today. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Snowstorm yeah. in the east coast. Come on, boys. A little gassed. Um, we had ourselves the All Star weekend. It was yeah. a Pretty damn good one. I enjoyed it. All the pundits said it was one of the best All Stars they've seen in a long while. Toronto shows up, shows out, and does well. What was your favorite takeaway from the All Star weekend, Dylan Fournier? I I
2: love the uh, NHL draft or the NHL draft the draft coming back. Um, I've always enjoyed that. I guess it kind of brings some nostalgia back from when I was a kid. Um, so having that back was. Uh, an A plus for me and actually the skills competition was actually fairly entertaining this year. So uh I give that one uh, another A plus in my books. How, what about you, Clarky?
1: Yeah, for me it was um I like the draft as well. I like the format coming back. Uh they I didn't love the way that they did it. Like I thought that the celebrities and that with all their mics on all the time, it was kind of messy.
2: I said that in the in a Wednesday show. It it was, it was like some of them were on when they weren't supposed to, and some of them were off when they were supposed to be on. It was very yeah.
1: It was they didn't do that very well, and I thought that you know it didn't seem like the celebrities really had much input. Like Justin Bieber was just sitting on the stage by himself the whole time. Uh, Tate Tate McRae, she was great. She was maybe the best celebrity of the four uh, outside of Michael Bublé's mushroom incident. but she didn't again she wasn't really like talking about the players she just kind of was like what do we do like yeah. that's kind of all she did and like you know what whatever she she was there for whatever uh will arnett was funny but again he was always just kind of like i don't know what do you guys think what do you guys yeah, think yeah. so
2: well they didn't I, want to take it away i feel like in that
1: yeah in that which is which is maybe good on them but i just feel like they having them there was it didn't really seem like there was much to it um and, you know, there's a couple of little things, but I, I thought it was a, a really solid week uh, in terms of um, just getting people involved and uh, getting uh, all the players. Like, I, I think the skills competition was my favorite part, um, more or less, just because the way that they did it this year with the same 12 guys competing the whole time, rather than splitting guys into, like, Shea Weber would only do the hardest shot and nothing else. Like, I kind of like the fact that they had the same group of guys competing in all the events uh because it shows off their entire skill set rather than uh just one thing from one guy and then you never see him again and i also really like the fact that they had it all on the ice all in the rink nothing outside nothing pre-taped it was all there and that they did one run for each of them you didn't get two heats you didn't get three tries you did one try and that was your score yeah. uh and you know i think they did a lot of things right with the skills competition so uh a lot of good things coming out of this uh this week
0: For me, my takeaway from the All-Star game is just the kind of togetherness of everyone here. You know, all the different players, everybody yucking it up, everybody mixing and matching. it didn't matter if it was spitting chiclets and Wayne Gratzky or it was Gary Batman hanging out with some of the guys as well. Everyone was in there. Everybody was talking. Everybody was mingling. It really seemed like there was positive steps for the game, some of which we will talk about here soon. But everybody had fun. Everybody did something that was kind of a moment. You know, the right team won at the end. Matthew's getting the MVP. All of those things happening were the right things for what needed to happen for the All-Star game. And I loved it. Loved the way it was presented. Loved the way it was dished up to us on a silver platter, man. This was a good event. And good on the NHL for doing it the way they did it. Sucks now. We have to wait a couple of years for it to come back, at least 2027, maybe the next time we get this one. But we just touched on it for a second there. Matthews taking the MVP. I had a few Montreal Canadiens fans messaging me saying it was rigged for Matthews to get it, that Forsberg should have got it. Um, We're in Toronto. It's a Toronto team that won. Of course, Matthews had a couple goals. They're going to give it to him, including the game winner. But what did you guys think? Should someone else have got that MVP award, Clarky, or was Matthews the right choice, the homegrown choice?
1: No, it, the all-star MVP is like the least consequential award of any award. So like, it's all about the fans that are in the building. That's all that matters. It's not, it doesn't go towards any contract bonuses. It doesn't go towards any year end, like hall of fame ballot stuff. It's not an important award. So it is strictly just to kind of celebrate what just happened. And yep. that was the best way to do it. So if anyone's actually seriously complaining about who gets the all-star game MVP, uh, come on, like maybe just go outside and, and go out in the snowstorm that James is having right now. That's what I say to those people.
0: Um we'll play in the I, snow.
2: I think that Austin wasn't only the MVP on the ice, but he was also the MVP off the ice. Um, his impact with that uh, young kid, Finn, uh, Finn who designed yep. the Um He said, I, I saw a video afterwards that he's like, Oh, uh, we got to get you out to another game because you're my you're my good luck charmer. Something around uh, around those words. Um, so his, I think he had a great impact on that kid's life and uh, will continue to. So I, I thought he was both MVP on and off the ice.
0: Yeah, no, well said, Dilly. Well said. All right, so there's a few moments here. Kucherov booed for his performance in the passing drill. Um, really, the fans gave it to him. Even yesterday when he tried to do his thing, they were still all over him. Uh, I love it, man. I love the fact that Toronto fans are passionate, but NHL fans are even more passionate because that rink was full of every different fan base and they let Kucherov have it for half-assing it. So what do you guys think of that one where Kuch gets booed?
2: I honestly think that it was appropriate. I mean, we've had how many series now against Tampa Bay? And, you know, to be honest, for a passing drill – and for a guy that has fifty-three assists on the season, you'd think he would do a little bit better. But you know, maybe the pressure got to him being in in Toronto. Eh, who knows? Uh, hey, man, like those he, Tampa he was, guys
0: don't know nothing about media. Okay, Toronto's no, a hard market no. to play in. He learned firsthand right then and there. That is very true. He uh, he he took it he took it
2: well though. He waved to the crowd, which was kind of kind of funny. He took it all in uh, appropriately. He wasn't like flipping anybody off. So. Uh, yeah, he he handled it well.
1: Good yeah night, I um, the one thing that I really took away from this week uh, and the few things that went down uh, with all the players is that I, I can't remember if I heard a player say this or if I heard a media member say this or what, But this week is really about celebrating your sport and celebrating the fans. And it's all about entertaining the fans and just putting on a show for them. That's why they're there. They want to see these guys. Put on a show for them. And the fact that Kucherov did as little as possible, uh, basically to just get through the things that he was involved in, yeah. that looks, and, and you know what, uh, Mark Messier said it, I think, or maybe it was Bouchergross on the ESPN broadcast, because that's what I saw, because um, it was on the NHL YouTube channel. But they said this is a bad look for him, and it's a bad yeah. look for, for the whole event, because it, it just diminishes it. And these people are paying paying hundreds of dollars to go to the skills competition in the building. People are, you know, going out, spending money at bars or whatever, watching it on TVs, wherever they are. Uh, And that's what you put forward. And it is, I personally agree fully with the ESPN broadcast. It's just a bad look for him. It makes everybody else look bad. And it's like, you think of if Austin Matthews did that and you know, Finn, for example, his little buddy and was watching and he wanted to see Austin Matthews one time in a, you know, doing the one-timer event and Austin Matthews just went out there and just kind of chip shot them into the net. Like how how is Finn going to look at Austin Matthews after that, for example, even though Austin Matthews was treating him really, really well for that whole session. But like, can you imagine if there's a one little kid that really likes Nikita Kucherov? there's several, I'm sure there's a few. Uh, and now after that, He's watching with his friends, or the next day at school, somebody makes fun of him because of that. Like it's just something that there's more to it than just you. The whole thing was bigger than you, Nikita Kucherov, and I just think that I just I didn't like it at all. The fact that he basically gave up on that entire skating drill, uh, the obstacle course skating drill, he just stopped basically. Um, now I did see some pictures. Uh, that have come out. I think they're from the night before of him just getting beer poured on his face by three other dudes. So he might have just not been feeling good. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, everybody was probably in a very similar boat. They all had a few drinks. I'm not going. I don't think anybody was an innocent angel out there on the ice. But uh, you know, you got to do better than that. And I just think he needs he he should be holding himself to a higher standard. And I think all the other te- guys on the ice with him should have held him to a higher standard as well. It's just not a good look.
0: No, they definitely should have held him to a higher standard. But, hey, you know what? It's over with. It's done with. The crowd gave him their pound of flesh, and he moved forward. Everybody's going to move forward with it. And wherever he ends up playing a playoff game, I'm sure the other fan base will give him a little extra gear, especially if it's in Toronto. But uh, the other one was pasta with the snipe on the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just a little dig, just a little rub, you know. Hey, they finally need to win something. And then there's the other dig. You know, this is the first time that Matthews, you know, advanced past the second round and won something himself. So a lot of little snipes going on. But uh, what did you guys read into that? Obviously, they're just having fun. They know where they are. They're playing up the uh, the old thing. You know, even Jesse said, you know, there's no doubt in his mind now that Toronto is the absolute center of the hockey universe after this weekend. But go back to Pasta there for a second. Just a little digs and jabs. Obviously, at least Boston rivalry really strong
2: um i think pasta knew that the media was there for a reason and he knew that he was on record saying something so he he figured that uh he'd get a little little flare in the media going so uh i I think that's all he was doing it was just a gimmick to uh make the media blow up a bit yeah i I
1: love it personally uh and as of i'm just looking at the standings and as of right now, the Leafs are not facing the Bruins in the first round, but it's like pretty close as of right now. Uh, and you know, if Brad Marchand was there, he would have said something three times worse. So yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think it's great. I think hockey needs more of that. Um, we've talked about that a lot. Where hockey just needs more of the personality and stuff. And if you can get a rival throwing a little jab at another rival, I think more more of that. Please, let's bring it on. I want to hear more of it. I want to hear the Lightning chirping the Panthers. I want to hear the Rangers tripping the honors. I, I really liked uh, when Barzell picked uh, Shusterkin and he kind of played up the whole New York versus New York thing. Like that was good. Like we need more kind of stuff like that. So I love it. Even though it was against the Leafs, I think it's great.
0: Yeah, yeah no, it definitely is great. Obviously, yeah, uh, we don't like getting sniped on too much, but if he's doing it with comments rather than pucks in the net, I'll take it, I guess. it's One way to look at it. Uh, the other thing that came out of this weekend, obviously we had the Olympics coming back at 26 and 30. Uh, for the NHL with the players involved. Everyone excited. Mock lineups galore showing up on the internet. Uh, I saw yours, Clark, with the American goaltenders, and man, we could get torched there. But you know what? We always seem to find some talent between the pipes to back up the red and white. So I'm not too, uh, too sad yet. There's all kinds that can happen. We have some potent offensive players. But it's exciting. Finally, best on best, Matthews versus McDavid. You get all of the guys that you want to see go head-to-head against people finally having that opportunity. Then I'm fired up for it, man, other than losing the All-Star. But, I mean, a lot of people are saying we don't care that we lose the All-Star. We finally get some best-on-best competition, which is what everybody's been craving and wanting. So what do you guys think of the Olympic announcement? Are you excited? Are you ready for it or what? Clark first.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something that I, I- – don't know how it ever went away, to be honest. So the fact that they're going back to now, they've committed to two Olympics. Uh, you hope that that momentum just carries it into three, and then four, and then they. There's not even a conversation. It just is. It is what it is. After that, it I should
0: read. be just baked into the regular it NHL thing, man.
1: It should be, and you know, if anyone complains about the Four Nations Cup being in place of the All Star Game, I mean, you're gonna actually see good hockey like that's better than what the all-star game is so even though i'm not a huge fan of the fact that it's only four countries like i wish it was even just what the world cup was in 2016 where you had six countries and those two gimmick countries i think that was a ton of fun and if you go back and watch those games you guys i know it was before the season started that year it wasn't quite the same but if you go back and watch those games like those guys were giving it like they were yeah. messing around uh, and if you get anything close to that for the Four Nations Cup, which you will, because it's Canada, US is are huge rivals. You know they're not going to take a game off. Those guys aren't going to just like like no, there's no pussy out
0: there. They're gonna
1: like they, they, that's big for them, regardless of what kind of tournament it is. Finland, Sweden, those guys hate each other too. So like th- it's going to be a really quality, quality little stretch of games. And again, it's just unfortunate that it's not maybe the full format that we all want, but. I heard today that this is just like a, almost like a test run until maybe the next time this happens, which would be 2028. So that this would – maybe 2028 would be a full-on World Cup um, again. Should and, be. Should uh, be.
0: Yeah, well, the, the political tensions with Russia and stuff like that should ease as well. Hopefully by then.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, you know, by then, hopefully you can actually have a Team Russia because that's a big piece of the puzzle. And I think, honestly, if that wasn't happening right now when Russia was – allowed to participate in stuff it might have been a full world cup like that that's that big of a deal for this little event if if russia was in you have to include them and then that's five you have to at least have six then and then you might as well go eight to that at that point yeah um so i think that literally russia pulling out and not being able to participate is the reason that this is a four-team tournament and you know i I keep saying this and i I keep saying like, you know i don't love the fact that it is but at the same time it's gonna be an awesome couple of weeks when it comes. We're all gonna love it. The yeah. hockey's gonna be great. With if Canada wins the gold medal, I guess if you call it that, we're all gonna be just as pumped as we would have been if it was the World Cup. Like, it's it's gonna once we get into it, I think it's gonna be amazing. It's just like there's that feeling of oh man, we're missing half the tournament almost. Uh, but I think it's gonna be a great thing, and I much prefer this even if it is the smaller format over. Um, just the all-star game. I like the all-star week. I like the festivities. I like the skills competition and stuff like that. Those add some stuff to the season. It it takes a little bit of pressure off for a little bit for these guys. It, it allows them to do that. But I think this is going to be ultimately for the hockey fan. This is going to be the better option by a mile.
2: Yeah, 100%. I, could, like, I couldn't agree more. I, I feel like the all-star game is more of, you know, laid back casual type thing. And then this is more like, in your face this is hockey this is the best on best this is going to get you pumped and excited for every single game that's that's going to happen on television uh the only thing i'm not looking forward to is cheering against austin matthews because i'm not quite used to that um (laughs) get used to it
0: dilly it's coming
2: so like i don't know how i'm going to react to that because like world juniors was the last time we saw him in international play and he wasn't necessarily really hours at, at that time so yeah we I,
1: did we didn't have to hate him or we didn't have to not hate him yet
2: yeah, yeah so it was like oh okay this is the first time i have to like dislike you but i adore you so much so that's my biggest problem about it um i'm excited to I, I'm, I'm excited to see the generations of the talent in the lineups um like crosby mcdavid mckinnon bedard and all them um it sucks that uh, our goaltending is a little lackluster and it kind of scares me. But um, I, I think what Canada's always good at is finding uh, somebody ju- to just hold down the fort, and and the rest is dealt with. The four group and the defensive group. Um, I, I'm super excited for it. Um, it's been what, since 2014, I think? Or 28? No, 2014.
1: 2016. Well, sixteen was the World Cup, right? So the World that. Cup. The last World time we Cup. had
0: the best on best stuff. Yeah. Well that, Olympics.
2: I, I at the point where the Olympics happened, that's that's ten years. Like that's that's it's been a very long time since we ha- we've had something this exciting. And uh during that time it was Austin Matthews was just a baby. So um it, it's it's exciting, it's good for hockey, um, and you have more excitement to the uh the uh, hockey season as as per se all
0: right well let's pack away the world cup the olympics and the all-star game put a bow on it say thank you very much but we're moving into the second half of the season the leafs back to work today on the ice we'll talk about some of that stuff here in just a moment but we will talk about the week that will be for the toronto maple east new york islanders dallas stars and the ottawa senators the battle of ontario hockey night in canada fired up we'll go around snap it around right quick What is your prediction for this week? Clark Monroe, three games. What do they come out with?
1: Yeah, I think the momentum from the All-Star game for the guys who were there and some of the rest that some of the guys who weren't there got, um, I think that's going to be a huge push for them. I really think that they're going to have a very successful week. Uh, I'm going to say two and one. Uh, but I think they're going to kind of take some of that momentum from before the break with that, you know, the little couple of wins there that they put together. Uh, and I think that's going to carry over with a positive week and, and the energy is going to keep going. So I, I think uh, with three games on the docket, I'm going to say two and one this week.
2: Dilly. I'm going to go. Uh, uh, Ottawa always brings it. so I, get, I always get puzzled with them, but I, I'm going to say two zero oh, and one. And it's going to be a uh, close game against the
0: Islanders. Yeah. Uh, I was going 2-0-1 as well, but I will tell you right now, I'm going to say 3-0-0. This team is about to be due to be on a heater. They're on a three-game winning streak right now. Let's keep it going. Um, that fourth line, it looks mismatched, but Noah Gregor moving up where Yarncroak is, David Camp, and has no face-off prowess, is injured, and then we'll talk about him in a couple of moments. But uh, I'm liking the energy and vibes from this squad. So I'm saying 3-0-0 for the squad and we'll see what happens next Sunday. But that being said, Joseph Wool was away from the team. Uh, he wasn't around everybody. He's working on things. He wasn't there today, but he's getting a whole heck of a lot closer. Um, I'm not reading anything into this. This was simply just player management, basically, making this guy feel comfortable being there where he needs to be to get his rehab going, which is great for Joe Wool. Um, you know, we can blast through these topics pretty easily. Um, but what do you guys think about Joe Wool here? Obviously, uh, nursing that ankle injury and the Leafs are going to take their time. Sheldon Keefe was hopeful to have him back, you know, right after the break, but he hasn't come back just yet, but he's been on the ice plenty. And as, uh, Mr. Woodley said, he's right around the corner.
2: Uh, I, I think it, <clears throat> you take your time with this guy. Um, obviously we don't want to rush anything. Uh, Sammy's been playing well. So, uh, Take all the time that he needs, and um, hopefully when he comes back, he's on his A game. But uh, it, even if he he's ready to come back, he can he can still sit on the bench for a bit if he if he still needs that time um, to heal up a bit. And and he was at the festivities. I did see somebody post um, a picture of with him, and uh, I just commented that smile's contagious because goddamn that guy can't put away a smile all the time.
0: Last goalie to smile like that was James Reimer. We need one of those guys around here. He's also pretty good on the uh, the old piano there. So uh, we'll take both those traits. But, Clarky, any comments on Wooler, or are you, uh, you good with what we said?
1: I, I don't mind it. I think at the same time, I, I just, again, I don't want to rush this guy. I think I said that the last time we kind of talked about him. Uh, please take your time. Please don't come back early with some sort of ankle thing that's going to just continue to nag him and not allow him to be his full – Talented self, I want to see him just get back on the, on his own time without um, rushing it. We right now we're riding what Samsonov did when he came back, which was a solid little stretch of games. Let's ride that for a little bit if we can. Hopefully that continues. Um, and I'd rather honestly see Martin Jones get a game or two rather than rush this young player into a situation where stuff could happen and and it could just make things worse for down the road. Let's take take your time, Joseph Wall. We'll get you back whenever it works best, but I'd, I'd rather see them give these other guys a shot. I think you need to give Samsonov like at least two of the games this week to kind of see if that streak can keep going. Maybe even all three games because they are kind of spaced out a little bit. Uh, I think it's what is it Monday, Wednesday, Saturday this week? I yeah, think. perfectly spaced. So yep. I would say you know, if if Sammy's doing okay, give him game two. Like I'm assuming he's playing tomorrow. Uh, give him give him Dallas, and then if he plays well in both, give him Saturday too. Um, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with Sammy. Let's see if he can keep this going and get into a bit of a groove. And if he does, then, you know, Joseph Walk becomes a luxury rather than a necessity. So that's kind of where yeah, I'm that at. That
0: just gives him more time to be more healthy as well, right? And the other thing, too, I love what Sheldon Keith said about uh, Samsonov. Actually, he was away, but he came back early. It shows where his head is at, where his commitment is. He's ready to roll. He wants to hit this second half, running, keep that momentum that he has so he's dialed in and he's ready to go. For a guy to come back off of break when he doesn't have to but wants to, it shows where he is with this team and what he wants to do for this team. So I'm pulling for a man. Like we said last time, I'm all here for the Sammy Redemption arc, man. I want to see that happen the way it needs to. But uh, something that did happen here in practice, guys, David Camp, he got injured, not in practice. We found out in practice, I should say, that he did get nicked up the last game. It didn't calm down the way that they wanted, is the wording that Sheldon Keefe said. He's going for an MRI today. This has shades of a guy that is not having a good season, but if you can you know, set his $2.4 million somewhere for a few weeks or maybe a month if there's something wrong, it allows you to make some moves and do some things. We've talked some things in our chat where you need this much money or that much money Well, isn't it great if you can have $2.4 million allocated somewhere just for a little bit, not permanently, folks, and then move the moves you need to move and then juggle everything around as you need to, to see fit. It definitely is something that gets you thinking because it's very vague of what it is and where it is and what's going on. And we heard this before, John Klingberg's injury didn't calm down the way they liked it. So they had to put him on LTIR. We all know where that went. Hip surgery gone for the year. Just saying, you know, if it looks like a fire, it might be a fire. If it quacks like a duck, it might be a duck. So this quack might quack. be a thing. It might not be a thing. Maybe I'm just so used to the Leafs doing this shenanigans that it's happening again. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, how long do camps on the old IR here? I'm watching the clock.
2: I think, uh, I think Brandon Pritam and the doctors are, uh, are our best buddies at this point. I think they know what they're doing. So, uh, who knows? It, maybe it's maybe it's a myth. Maybe it's not a myth. Um,
0: well, and also Camp's a little bit more quiet than Ryan Reeves is. So you know, Reeves will come out and say he's healthy. Camp will just go to the beach and you know do a triathlon or something and say, "I'll see you next year." Yeah, guy yes. joked.
1: Man. That guy's a horse.
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I think that's uh, that could be the case. I will say this though is that uh, it is kind of wild if you if you take away those any one of those bottom six centers how. Not great the leaf center depth is, so I don't think that they want this to be the case. I know that we, you know, there's that obvious joke of of the salary cap stuff, but uh, Boone Jenner, guess,
0: come on down.
1: I know, please, yes, please. That's <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs>
1: oh, my so god, that was <laughs> a
0: whole better. hell of a lot better.
1: Boone Jenner, yes, Andrew, Adam Henrique, yes, both of them. Let's bring both. Um, but I um, I love those guys, yes, but uh, at the same time, until it happens, I it's the center depth is. Struggling, and I I don't love it. I know Holmberg's gonna step in, and he's fine, I guess. And um, you know that third line's kind of been a rotating center, anyways. Even with yarn out, I know Domi's been in there for the most part, and he's been good on the dot, so that's been good um, in terms of faceoff stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think David Camp is a uh, as much as we think he might have maybe struggling this year, he is still a pretty integral part to this center group and uh, the lineup in, in as a whole. So. Um, I don't think it's. It didn't sound like it was super serious. That to the point where they would put him on IR and you would get money off or much money off. But like it's you said, James, we don't know
0: what the MRI is going to reveal. Eh,
1: every <laughs> dollar counts. Every dollar counts. Hey,
2: uh, I'll tell you this, you-
0: guys. I haven't started beating a drum for a player I wanted yet. We all remember what happened the past two years for guys that I was like, I'm beating the drum for this guy. Ryan O'Reilly showed up with Nola Cherry, two guys that I was steadfastly wanting. Hey, you haven't started so, yet. There's no uh, Boon Jenner. The drum is beating. Let's go. I want Boon Jenner. That is where I'm beating my drum. So Pritam, Tree Living, if you're listening, the drum has started. You better bring him to town. And I've beat the drum a little bit for Chris Tannen. So bring them both. We'll have some fun. I've been
1: I've been on the Boon Jenner drum for three years. It's it's getting worn out at this point.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe maybe now that we're you know drumming in unison, yeah, the tune will reach the right depths. As the Leafs Nation starts to strum together, so we'll see what happens. Hey, yeah. I was fifty percent
2: today on the dot.
0: If they need some help, I can uh, I can jump in. <laughs> ah, dilly jump! Hey, bee's look pretty good too. I mean, you can throw that guy in some wheels. He can bring some scoring. You know, baby, 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 let's oh. go. You know, start singing to the opposing team, and next thing you know, they're asleep. Well, they'll,
2: they'll just be taking picks the whole time, anyway, So There you matter.
0: go. See, the other bench will be snapping picks while well, we're ripping shots. I love it. I love it. Something that did get ripped kind of off was uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's hair. He cut his hair, no flow, but for a good cause, obviously, going to a family who needed the hair for cancer, which is amazing, and the reason was amazing, but now everybody is like, no locks, no flow, maybe it's time for him to start to go. Like, he's going to start ripping shots, getting things done. I don't know if that's going to be true, but you know what? There's so many little feel-good stories now. With Burt's story, Matthews and Finn, it's starting to feel like, you know, everybody wants to pull for this team because they want all these good stories to come to a a head with all of them on the ice with the shiny mug, celebrating together and having fun. And I think that's the way this needs to be done. So what do you guys think of Burt shaving off the old locks? Go ahead, Clarky.
1: Well, maybe it'll make him more aerodynamic and he'll actually be able to skate for a change. Uh, that's the only thing I could think of when I saw him. He's it. got
0: them. Matt Marner said the best. He's got the most neanderthal skating ever, but he is a dog when it comes to getting the puck. When he's on that game of trying to strip guys of the puck or just, just a weird way he does it, he gets the puck back a lot. Oh, yeah. He doesn't no, get I'm a lot sure. of, uh, a lot of love for that, but he definitely is one of those guys that does that. But his skating just tongues out and looks weird, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not for everyone, uh, but no, I, I don't know. I, I hope this is uh, uh, something, you, you know, what the best part about this for him might not be the aerodynamics of the hair or whatever. It might not be any of that. It might not be that he feels lighter. It could be that this is as a positive event, just makes him feel better as a person, which event, which could kind of boost his spirits, boost his energy levels, boost all those kinds of things. And if that has any effect whatsoever on Tyler Bertuzzi, then that's a double. Oh, if any effect whatsoever, that's a win. So, you know what? Try it out. See what happens. Uh, it, let's, let's hope it gives him a boost.
0: I, uh, 34 hit it. I,
2: I might have to ask him to cut off a bit more so I can put some on top of my head. But, uh, <laughs> besides that, uh, no, it, it's, a, it's a great cause. It's um, a great
0: cause. It certainly
2: he, is. He kind of looks like, uh, Justin Bieber when Beebs had the had the flow back in the day, so uh, maybe maybe he's giving his inner Biebs so he can uh, he can do something special on the
0: ice. I don't know. Listen, Beebs just needs you to hold on for the Leafs to win the cup. That's all. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. All right. So second half will be what? Quick answer here. Clark Monroe.
1: I'm gonna say the second half will be rejuvenated. And the reason I say that word is because I feel like they came up, they're coming into the second half on a bit of a, a good note, and um, there's been so much frustration and so much up and down in the first first half of the year. They're barely hanging on to a wild card spot right now. They should be leading the division or close to it. That was what everybody said before the season started. So I'm going to say uh, as as a rejuvenated second half means. I think they're going to settle into what their system is. The players are going to settle into who they are as players and their roles on the team. And I hope that, you know, finally we get this team that we kind of wanted all year long. So that's what I'm going to say. A rejuvenated second half, not just for the team, for the fan base
0: too. Love it. Dilly, what do you think? Second half will be what to you? The
2: second half will be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um oh, I, my I,
0: damn answer.
2: <laughs> I'm going for more consistent play. Like Clark said, they're going to come into their own system they are gonna work hard and uh you know maybe poppy's gonna put in uh another consistent forty goals so uh Ooh, I, all
0: right, all right.
2: I, that's that's a that's a high praise but uh you know he's got he's got uh some decent amount of games left uh, who knows maybe maybe is a bit bit more consistent for him but uh uh i i'm hoping that the storylines that uh, you know have kind of jumped out at us at the beginning of the year uh, kind of calm down and we don't have too much bull crap going on uh, behind the scenes
0: and uh, everything can be calm and consistent for me the second half will be magical nice. there will be things that happen to get us excited like the trade deadline everyone thinks tree living is gonna do nothing I so disagree I think he's going to augment this defense at least and allow this team to roll. But I think this team, much like you both said, I think they're going to hit stride. I think you're going to see arrested and ready John Tavares, arrested and ready TJ Brody, who will be moving down the defensive core when they bring in the next piece. But this team, it's just going to be a come together second half, and they're going to blow the doors off and be close to what Clarkey said a division leader. And this team is not going to be in a wild card. I predict they'll be second in the Atlantic when everything is said and done. And we will be looking at a tandem of Joel Wool and Samsonov as the it tandem of the NHL when Wool comes back and starts putting up those Vezina-like numbers, as Mr. Woodley said on this show. So get ready. Dial in and get fired up. Kate again, again tomorrow. Put that seatbelt on because we're going full tilt to the end of the season. Boys, we snapped it around. Click 34 minutes. I know, Clark, you got the youngins there. I got a dog here. I don't know if you can hear him howling. We you heard know? him go outside in the snowstorm. He's just
2: agreeing with us.
0: Yeah. Oh, he is. He's all in for the lease. Now he's passed out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you always tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out Clark Monroe's Twitter and his tiktok page check out d434 on twitter and over on his tiktok page and make sure you have yourself a good week we'll check you out wednesday night after a couple of games but you know what it is around here it's go leafs go make sure you hit all our follows but this is offside hockey talk where the maple leafs and hockey come to talk